Here we are. Back again. Yep. <laughs> Some of us are back. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, in this most auspicious week for those of you that are pagan or witchy or leaning and everybody else who's not, of course, it's just a fantastic time because we are coming and up why on... Why would they be here if they aren't at least leaning? I don't know. I'm pretty sure everyone is. Hopefully they are... can't hear me dropping my phone on the chair. <laughs> oh, but my back itches. This is the week of Halloween. It is indeed. No, 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 no. Sawin. Also known as Sawin for those of us who are oh, not... All Hallows' Eve. Mm-hmm. All Souls' Eve. All Hallows' Day. Saints' Eve. Yes. Yep. Loads and loads of different reincarnations of the same traditions that were brought to us by our Celtic ancestors... Millions of years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. The Celts were around millions of years ago? I was. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. You're adorable. Some form of me. Yeah. Even as a tadpole. <laughs> I was not the great species you see before you today. Meow. <laughs> You're insane. So, this will be our first Halloween episode because... I know. I had thought we did one last year. But we didn't. It was just, I was, again, picturing you sitting around the table. I missed it, yeah. Yes, because you'd been sitting around the table telling everyone about Samhain. And I just remembered your little speech that you gave at our gathering and was, in my head, that was a podcast. (laughs) I I pretty much covered some of these topics. So before, so those of you who, you know, don't know me personally or, you know, are new to listening to us, I've been doing this kind of stuff most of my life, just not over the air. (laughs) <laughs> I'd yes. take topics and just ramble Gives about them. I'm he, professor yes. type. That's why it made sense for him to be a pastor at one point because he likes to let other people uh, listen light. to uh. his his ramblings. <laughs> what the spirits have told Bear this week, <laughs> so to speak. Oh my god! So what we the had, voices in his head. We had uh, some friends over this weekend, uh, about twenty people, over to watch the UFC fights. I don't know how many of you witches and pagans out there enjoy UFC fights or just, you know, fighting in general. I love it. Me no likey. You didn't. You hung out with ladies and... Smoked weed. Yep. I was like... That's what I do like. (laughs) You did what you like. I did what I like. A little 420 time. Yes, we discussed children in the universe and why we do not like fights. Yeah. We ended up with a new listener out of it, so that was cool. Oh, true. Yep. We talked to them and she responded. She's like, I've listened to a couple episodes. I'm loving it. Thank you. Oh, and nice. so I didn't know you'd talk to her. Yeah. Awesome. Send the link. She's listened to a couple and then I think it was yesterday she texted me and said that. So Oh good. Another one added to the fold. Here we go. My cult is growing. Oh no. <laughs> they have all those memes about, you know, midlife crisis, why go buy a sports car, rent a falcon, start a cult. That is my goal. You're gonna rent Become a the falcon. witch king. You should rent Wizard King. You just rent a bear instead of a falcon. This doesn't make any sense. Little, rent a bear. Rent a bear. Dance a little dancing bear. Or wear matching hats. Nope. Matching hats. Me and my pet bear. <laughs> I'll just ride it into battle. Oh my goodness. I'm hat. picturing tiny little bear that would ride on your shoulders. Well that would be cute. Yeah. That'd be a great party trick for shows. Totes. Come see Bear and his pet bear. On there Tuesday for Topless Tarot. Oh my goodness. Next time on OnlyFans. <laughs> I have a vision. Oh, that's <laughs> so scary. Of what? The bear or OnlyFans? Either or. All of the above. Bear bear on OnlyFans. Oh, the bear bear and yeah. his bear. <laughs> okay, we gotta quit. <laughs> you were the one smoked, not falling, me. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm falling down the rabbit hole here. You gotta keep me above the ground. <laughs> we're not even out of year yet. We just keep getting better. Bear bear and his bear. Oh, no. We're good. We're golden. All right, so we're going to talk about Halloween origins, really just a fun, neat thing to, again, with the holidays, I like to talk about the history of it. Uh, Raven's going to talk about history as well. Growing up the way we did, we know a lot of fictional heritage about it, about what it's not supposed to be and what it is. I'll see if I can cut out some of that. That was a one child coming home. So Samhain is the origin of what we celebrate now is Halloween. And it's actually translated Summer's End. It really is that autumnal equinox in between the dark and the light half of the year. 
Yes. Well, and again, before our calendar, it was the it was the year's end. Like mm-hmm. it was literally the end of the year. They called the Witch's New Year. Yes. You see that a lot. Yes. Which, again, that wasn't the original thing. It was literally just summer's end. Mm-hmm. From here, and and I like, and I was, again, researching things to explain more of the fundamental level of of our practices. And I found uh, that word that I used a couple weeks ago that I like, liminal. Just a fun word. So Halloween or Samhain is that liminal time of the year it's not quite summer it's not quite winter it's just kind of an in-between place it's a liminal holiday or tepid holiday not quite hot not quite cold oh kind of like where we are you know in the goldilocks zone Mm -hmm. not too hot not too cold that's why i said porridge yeah i'm hungry i'm not and porridge would not (laughs) spark (laughs) a hunger response in me (laughs) there's your gruel Ooh, gruel Mm. So I'm going to talk about uh, some of those things that we kind of take for granted that we thought, oh, that's just always been what Halloween is for. These things just we started in the Americas, in America, you know, in the 2000s or 1980s or whenever. No, I feel like started. as Halloween as we know it and remember really came to be around the 1920s in the U.S. though, like mm-hmm. the pomp and circumstance the going out specifically for tricks or treats and you know when it became an option where it wasn't just tricks they were like dude if we give them treats maybe they'll stop you know kind of thing so Mm -hmm. that kind of came along with the marketing same way as christmas in the united states you know i did read i I didn't write it down if we have time or get to it um i don't remember the lady's name but that started kind of the american halloween party and why oh, yes, and why, and yeah, that's always interesting. But mm-hmm. even American candy companies are a big reason why Halloween is what it is. Oh, because yeah. after World War II, when everybody came back and there was suddenly, we had money and we had commerce and all of these factories were set up and they had men demand them and candy was a big seller. So mm-hmm. just gave it candy's own holiday. Dentists loved it and made their money. <clears throat> yep. uh, I had that written down. Fun fact. A quarter of all the candy sold annually in the United States is purchased on Halloween. Makes sense. A quarter. Or should it be the day after? Because the day after Halloween, everything's 50% off. Mm, it just said on. So maybe, mm. I don't know if that includes before. I'm sure maybe it includes during, before. Yeah. But, or maybe during that maybe season. there's yeah, a particular market span of time. In the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that you see a lot of when it comes to Samhain or Halloween is bonfires. Yes. With bonfire, uh, going back to our Celtic origins, it's all of these holidays we talk about, they're community holidays. It's not, and of course, they didn't have Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, MySpace, all that cool stuff we have now. You know, their contact was, you know, a seasonal party once or twice mm-hmm. a month or, you know, at the end of harvest season. And this would have been end of harvest season. Mm-hmm. The big party time. Yes. Um, they would have a home hearth. They'd have their fire in the home just like they normally do because it's getting colder. But they would extinguish it on purpose. And then they would go out to this party, this pagan party, because everybody loves pagan parties. We all have a pagan party. You know, I say come to ours. They're always fun. They would show up and it was a big communal thing. On this communal bonfire, on this communal fire they would have... Um, it was a sacred fire. They would throw animal bones on it along with the sacrifices. Yes, because um, it was also called a bone fire. Exactly. Which that's is what why I we had have right bonfire. Here. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You have it written down. <laughs> I have it in my brain. <laughs> Your brain is bigger. I have to write down. Filed away with so many other weird tidbits. Um, that's that's where we get the word bonfire because it was a bone fire. And, uh, you don't say. Mm-hmm. It would be a... Sacred fire, the Druids would burn crops, animal sacrifices to their Celtic gods uh, for this opportunity. And then they would feast, drink, have a party. When it was all over, oh, they'd also wear costumes, and all that would consist of animal hides, animal heads. Uh, Good time for divination. It is a good time for divination. Mm -hmm. But when the celebration was over, those, uh, those people, when they went back home, they would take from the fire, from that sacred communal fire... And take it back to the house and relight that hearth back in their home. A couple reasons. It would protect from upcoming winter. 
also it would show that communal spirit because we're not all individuals. Of course, now the world seems so small because of all our social medias and our transportation and all this stuff. We can literally see what everybody else is doing in their life all the time these days, which is kind of a problem. But we also, for them, it was very much that time to share in each other's lives. That was their time to catch up. And bringing that fire back to their homes was their way of saying... Time to come together and remember that there's other people in the world. Yeah, we're not just one. It's not just us. We are all together. We we are one. Um, So I thought that was really neat. Then uh, here's one I found that was interesting. The game that you play, the bobbing for apples. Mm -hmm. Here's a historical one. Mm -hmm. In 43 AD, the Roman Empire conquered uh, the majority of the Celtic territory... And over that next 400 years, they ruled, which the Celt, uh, during that time, we lost so much of the history of the Celts. Yes. Bad, bad Romans. They were the worst. Them and their fire. Love fire. They did. Over that next time, they combined some of their practices with uh, the Celts. They had a couple holidays around that same time. Feralia. Uh, was a day in late October where the Romans traditionally celebrate the passing of the dead. Similar to what a lot of people do on All Hallows' Eve. Um, Another one was to honor the Roman goddess of fruits and trees, and that's Pomona. And the symbol of Pomona is an apple, which led to being apples being more present uh, in this time of year. And end up well, being yeah. turned into the I game feel like a lot bobbing of, for apples. Yeah, a lot of cultures have something around here because even the Dies Les Mortis is, you know, November 1st and it's their thinning of the veil when they celebrate their Day of the Dead. Hmm. So, so we can all tell. Mm-hmm. Our little, our monkey brains, our reptilian brain knows that the veil between the living and dead is thinner this time of year. Across cultures and continents, there's always some type of celebration around this time of year. Mm-hmm. Same thing is with Christmas, you know, and you will... It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is the most, potentially can be the most wonderful time of the year. Absolutely. It is fun. It is much more magical than our mundane summers you know next thing on my list is i don't have a list no no (laughs) i grew up having to watch documentaries on why we didn't celebrate halloween Mm -hmm. where they talked about the pagan origins of halloween and how you know we tried to or the world not we because we christians were innocent in all things but we had been fooled by the world to celebrate it like it was a children's holiday when in actuality it was, you know, from the pits of hell celebrating Satan himself. And oh, it was yeah. a night, not only was the veil thin between living and dead, but Satan himself was free to roam the earth, mm-hmm. wreaking havoc and destruction and human sacrifices, animal sacrifices. And unfortunately, you know, that was all too real for me in my world because we had cats we had to lock up and we had people who were satanists or tried to Mm -hmm. be satanists you know they what do they know um setting up altars and sacrificing animals in you know the woods around my home Mm -hmm. so again in my world it was absolutely real and terrifying we had a satanist that lived in the woods you know like it was just (laughs) they're everywhere so it was no problem for my parents to you know tell us we stayed inside and locked the doors and pray on Halloween, you know. Mm -hmm. I love that uh, even the church recognized that this time of year, even they didn't try to deny that the veil is thin. Yes, no, absolutely no. Satan has... This was the time for this kind of stuff. Satan has free reign, Mm -hmm. and this is a time for he and his demons to roam, which again, there was never quite given a reason why God suddenly decided to let them just roam this free. This is the time, yeah. Yeah, it just happens we'll to be. It's the day where God is less powerful. Like, God takes a nap on October 31st. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, got to rest watching it made, Yeah, no, that was never a thing. What we focused on was, you know, the fact that it was a scary time and we were to stay inside because we were not to be fooled by the world's version of what halloween was Mm -hmm. it was not about costumes and candy it was about satan and demons and my mother even would not allow a jack-o'-lantern in the house even in 
you know, the form of cartoons. One time she was given a gift of ceramic bears and one had a ghost and one had a trick-or-treat bag and one had a pumpkin on, but the trick-or-treat bag had a jack-o'-lantern face and she had to get rid of that one. Weird. Mm-hmm. But the ghost stayed? The ghost could stay because ghosts were real and not always harmful. But... So she believed in ghosts? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was very, she, you can't do, oh, I, I know she yes, was, I worked with her. Yeah, that She you, was witchy, yes. You, well, you can't do the work that we do, that I did, I learned from her mm-hmm. without believing in spirit activity and ghosts, because mm-hmm. when you're in the home with someone who's dying, even the weeks before, you know, you see a lot and hear a lot and experience a lot. Yeah. So yeah, she couldn't not, but... She always put a safe little Christian spin on it, you know. Of course. Kind of like when the church introduced trunk or treat yes. instead of trick or treat. Yes, and dress up like your they favorite They still let you Bible dress character. up in a safe version and still hand out candy, but it would be in the church parking lot, which was holy ground. Yes, and you were pe- safe on holy ground. People would the open their trunks filled with candy, and you'd instead of going door to door... You'd go from vehicle to vehicle. Yes, of safe church <laughs> families, yes. And yes, you were on hollowed ground, so you were safe. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a big selling point, too. It's interesting. Which I love because the church tries to act like magic and things aren't real, but you're on hollowed ground when you're at the church. Right, but they will say that this is Yes, you're safe, safe here because you have the Holy Spirit, you know. And it's just like, it's so fucking magical. How can you not hear yourself talk? Mm-hmm. Like, you put up protections here, you know. And they, I do the same thing in my home. That's why I have basil they, growing in my the front porch. The people that believe in angels and positive deities and then deny yeah. evil and evil deities or their version of evil, it's, yeah. It's well, no, a, they, they believe in them. That's why we had to stay inside because our version of evil deity was walking around. <laughs> our bad guy was free, you know. And here we are celebrating him. Mm-hmm. There was one uh, account that I read that some early Christians believe that uh, it wasn't the devil it was some some god that came out and this was his feast time and so they couldn't be they weren't safe on this evening but trick-or-treating the way the tradition how it came to us it can be traced back to the ancient celts early roman catholics all the way to the 17th century british uh it just has kind of evolved over time so Doing this uh, in costume, ringing doorbells, demanding treats. This has been a tradition in the United States and other countries for uh, for centuries. The, but the origins, I love, you know, beyond medieval times. So as we talked about Halloween having the Celtic roots that it does, the term trick-or-treat uh, was coined in, in the Americans. Uh, popular culture in 1951, it was depicted in the Peanuts comic strip and... Raven, I know you love the Peanuts. I do love Peanuts. Uh, and then in 1952, Disney produced a cartoon called Trick or Treat featuring Donald Duck and the nephews Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah. So it kind of just cemented that in as the verbiage for Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so during Samhain, the villagers would disgu- disguise themselves in costumes made of animal skins to drive away phantom visitors. They would lay out banquet tables uh, <laughs> that were prepared for food left out to placate unwelcome spirits. Now... One account that I read that I found really interesting, they did believe that this was the time, the veil being thin, that spirits were allowed to move more freely through the areas. And if you had, and ancestors as well. So this was a dual thing. Both entities that normally didn't mess with you would be around. Um, It was a transitory uh, phase for spirits that had not gone. You know, they were still left behind. They wouldn't, they refused to go on. This was their time to party one last time before being led away so if you had some vengeful spirits uh like you'd really you know pissed off a relative or you know somebody that had died recently halloween was their time for them to come back and mess with you yes so if you dressed up in uh yeah if you dressed up in costumes and so they would dress up the kids and let them walk around the village to try to disguise themselves from those vengeful spirits coming back and messing with them. Hmm. And uh, it would also give the kids something to do, but it would also, uh, leaving the food out was for that duality for the ancestors. In later centuries, people would dress up as ghosts, demons, and other malevolent creatures performing antics in exchange for food and drinks. Uh, This custom was known as mumming, and that dates back to the Middle Ages, and that was the antecedent to the trick-or-treating. 
So by the ninth century, Christianity had spread to the Celtic lands and all of our pagan rites combined with Christianity, All Souls Day, honoring the dead, they started a new tradition. Poor people would visit the houses of the wealthier families to receive pastries called soul cakes. They would do this in exchange for a promise to pray for the souls of the homeowner's dead relatives. That's really super Christian. And this was known as soul. Why could the homeowners not just pay for their own dead relatives? Uh, Just extra help. Extra prayers. uh, Of the poor kids, it would give them something to do as well as make the homeowners feel, the wealthy people feel better because they're paying, you know, giving the poor kids something to do as well as some money. Uh, This practice was known as souling. And it was later taken up by children who would go door-to-door asking for gifts such as food, money, and ale. Uh, in Scotland and Ireland, young people took part in, in, in a tradition called guising, dressing up in costume and accepting offerings from various households. Rather than pledging to pray for the dead, they would sing a song, they would recite a poem, tell a joke, or perform another sort of trick before collecting their treat, which typically consists of fruits, nuts, or coins. So that's where a lot of our trick-or-treating that we do these days comes around the next thing that i find interesting i love this one Mm jack-o'-lanterns so it was kind of funny we what did we watch on netflix i don't remember Uh, some new wayan brother movie it was cute yeah Uh, it was entertaining something to watch with older kids type thing they kind of actually hit on uh the lore of stingy jack which is where the jack-o'-lanterns come from so these days everyone has pumpkins outside their house and they put candles in them lights the way nowadays we carve pumpkins with ghoulish faces and put the candles in them this practice of decorating jack-o'-lanterns originated in ireland where they used turnips that was the word i was looking for uh turnips and potatoes served as early canvases they would do this for a couple reasons one light two something to do but also a big reason to do kind of guiding souls out they would use these one for protection so if you put this jack-o'-lantern in front of your house it was supposed to keep away it's supposed to represent a damned soul and it Mm -hmm. the the scaries knew not to enter there because that's where they were trying to get away from Mm -hmm. so it was almost like uh, those lights on a runway like nope not here keep going that way Mm -hmm. the name jack-o'-lantern comes from an irish folktale from a man named stingy jack the Irish immigrants brought the tradition to America, uh, which was pumpkins were much more easy to find here as well as easier to carve than a turnip. Oh my gosh. And worlds away. That's I can't insane. imagine. Pumpkins are hard enough. Can you imagine carving no, a turnip? No, it would be insane. It's like carving <laughs> a radish or a potato. Like what? No thanks. So the legend, legend of Stingy Jack. People have been making jack-o'-lanterns for Halloween for centuries. This practice originated from uh, the origin of Stingy Jack. And according to the story, Sinji Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. Because, you know, why not? Just chill. Probably be a fun evening. Can't imagine the stories. Probably. Uh, true to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink. So he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy the drinks. It's one hell of a salesman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money, put it in his pocket next to a silver cross. Because obviously the powerful devil couldn't do anything once he was next to a silver cross. Of course. (laughs) Um, So this prevented him from changing back to his original form. Mm -hmm. He's like, I got the devil in my pocket. Pretty much. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year. And that should Jack die, he could not claim his soul. One year? That's Just one year. Got him in his pocket. (laughs) What's this song? I got one hand in my pocket, the other hand's holding the peace sign. Dude, I don't even know, dude. I don't even know what you'd have to have to keep this devil in your pocket. Right. So, true to form, in the next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing a tree to pick a piece of fruit. Again, hell of a salesman. So, while the devil was up in this tree picking a fruit, why the devil needed a fruit from this tree, I don't know. But while he's up there, Jack then carved a sign of a cross... In the tree's bark, so the devil couldn't come down. <laughs> he left it there until he promised Jack not to bother him. I feel like our him. oldest son is like, <laughs> is like Jack. <laughs> it, it could be. <laughs> Stingy Jack. Uh, until the devil promised that he would leave him alone for ten years this time. 
So he upped the ante. So soon after that, Jack died, and as the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure to enter into heaven. Mm-hmm. Which you think a guy who... This is also, you know, this is inspiration for the Deathly Hollows, Like all of these stories. For Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Deathly Hollows. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's an inspiration for lots of stories, but a lot of stories <laughs> like this where, you know, you hold death back or you hold the devil back is inspired by this... <laughs> these stories the more you know mm-hmm. which i think is funny because if i had a guy you know if i believed in capital god and and all of that and if i had a human that was able to trick the devil into doing what he wanted him to i would think you're the real mvp right no <laughs> you kidding. get you get extra large mansion in heaven brother good job mm-hmm. <laughs> well i mean even you know when who was it that tricked the devil into playing down in Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my goodness! Anyway, Daniels, not Jack Daniels. <laughs> no, the other that Daniels. was Charlie Daniels. Charlie yes, Daniels. I there know, you go. but in the song, I don't know who it was that went down to who the devil played. <laughs> you look it up, or listeners send us who it is. We can't think of it at the moment. So God wouldn't let stingy jack into heaven because he's so unsavory uh and of course the devil upset by all the tricks that jack had pulled on him and uh of course he had to keep his word couldn't claim his soul he couldn't go into hell so this guy's just stuck in between liminal oh, space it just says, my name's johnny so the devil played johnny for the golden fiddle oh anyway. glad you glad you were able to find that <sighs> i'm sure your brain was on fire it was it hurt <laughs> <laughs> So Jack being in this liminal space between heaven and hell, um, what they did is they sent him off in the dark night with a burning coal to light his way. So he put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth ever since. Uh, One account said a burning coal. The other one said a lump of fire from hell. A piece of hell was in in that lantern. That's how I've always heard it. It is a coal from the pits of hell. Mm -hmm. Because that's how it burns for forever. Right. Magical magic so the irish uh referred to this ghostly figure as the jack of the lantern and then it simply became jack o lantern because why say of the you can say oh jack lantern in ireland and scotland people began to make their own versions of jack's lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips or potatoes placing them into windows or near doors to frighten away stingy jack and other wandering evil spirits in england Large beets were used, and then the immigrants, of course, when they brought, when they came to America, they brought those traditions, and then soon enough, now they're all pumpkins. It's a pumpkin. Pumpkins are fruit natives to America, so that makes it easy to become more abundant when you have those totes. So not only that, so that's Sinji Jack, which I love that story. Sure, you do. Tricking the devil. So of course, another big thing that we do on. This time of year is we dressed up in costume. And I was looking at costumes from like the early 1900s and do some of those are scary. <laughs> they look. Yeah, genuinely terrifying. Genuinely terrifying. <laughs> and they were like trying to be cute or funny, like paper mache you know, faces. It's worse. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is worse than horror movies. Yeah, it's terrifying. The pictures that you find, like, I'm, I got to stop looking. This was <laughs> this is scaring me. Um, so this time of year, with. Dressing up, of course, everything from white sheet and black tapes to, you know, making ghosts, you know, just putting a sheet over and you poking out eye holes to become a ghost like yeah. uh, Peanuts. What's yes. his name? Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. I was going to say Charlie yes, Daniels. because our youngest <laughs> did that one year, remember? Because he was, he had a sheet with all the holes in it and carried mm-hmm. around a rock saying, telling everybody that he got a rock. He did. He was a hoot. <laughs> so with this pagan festival of Samhain uh, becoming the darker half what they did during this festival, a lot of people believed that the world of the gods became visible to humans. This was a time where even those that didn't practice witchcraft, magic, they would be able to actually see all the stuff that those of us who do normally see. Yeah. Or some of us normally see. So this would result in a lot of supernatural mischief. Some people offered treats and food to the gods while others wore disguises. And we talked about that, the animal skins and the heads. So that the wandering spirits might mistake them for one of their own and leave them alone. Yeah. 
hiding behind these costumes, villagers often played pranks on each other, and but blamed the spirits. So you get dressed up and you're scaring the old lady because like, no, no, it wasn't me. It was it was the spirits. The old lady, as in your wife? No, I just said the old lady. Uh huh. I don't dress up. Uh-huh. I look scary you're all the time. Scary enough, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. I'm hilarious. So these masks and cover-ups were seen as means to get away with things. When Christianity adopted this holiday in the 11th century, they kind of revamped some of it, calling it Halloween. And a lot of the things that uh, the kids did with the costumes, we kind of covered on the, the earlier trick-or-treating. But I find it interesting that how the costumes evolve over time. Do you remember costumes that you dressed up in as... Me? I was mm-hmm. never allowed to dress up. At all? No. Oh. Absolutely not. We were allowed when we were younger. I remember there was no. a point um, when I was young teenager, tweens, that that stopped. That's kind of when trunk or treat became real heavy, or at least I mean, my in our church world. didn't. We had a church service on the 31st, and kids got extra candy that night, but they... Could, and they could dress up as their spiritual or biblical heroes. But I was older by the time my church was even liberal enough to do that. And even that, <laughs> some people threw a fit about. Where they were like, your favorite, you know, spiritual leader. Because several of the little girls dressed up like my mom and wore big Aww. earrings and teased their hair and came in barefoot. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, That's her. Yes. So, but yeah, I was a teenager by the time we would have been considered liberal mm. enough to do any type of special thing besides a lock your doors and keep your head down and pray. Mm. Like we literally had to almost cower in fear before rather than we're going to make this about celebrating the Lord. Fear in that time of year. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I remember I was a ninja once. My mom made the costumes. Mm -hmm. Um, One, because money. Two, because she liked to make things. My bestie always makes her kids' costumes, and they're always adorable. Well, oh. she used to. Now that they're older, she doesn't. Right. But uh, I was a <clears throat> soldier one time. Yeah. But then my <laughs> senior year, junior year, and you've seen pictures of that, I dressed up as the Joker. Oh, gosh. That was terrifying. <laughs> Your face was super scary. Before I had facial hair. Yes. And uh, it was a school Halloween party and they actually let me go and let me dress up and I found a suit old vintage suit and we spray painted it purple mm-hmm. and yes spray paint yeah so it was pretty hard <laughs> yes it looked like you were wearing a plastic like you looked like Joker it was crazy mm-hmm. painted my face and i surprised they let me but yeah painted my face white and green sprayed my hair yeah I was like not this wasn't the norm for them so I know that was weird I, yeah, I was never allowed to dress up, ever. But you've seen pictures of that one. <laughs> yes, I have. And I love you anyway. Thanks. I love that. So here's, I read something and, and it hit me. When, I don't think the best way to put this, and I feel like most people that are listening, this is not a big bone of contention for them. But guys, if there's a male in your life, that during Halloween wants to dress not like a male, wants to dress as a female, and then gets teased. Oh, I'm just joking. It's just fun. He might not really be teasing. Yeah. It may be something that he actually wants to do. And this is the one time we are in Scorpio season. Guys, last week we talked about transformation, all what, all that it means, the phoenix, the death card, the change that we can go through, the power that is in this season to help you transform your life is just massively abundant. The fact that the veil is thinner, you want to manifest something, you want to change your life, now is the fucking time to do it. Stop sitting on your butts. Make that magic happen. Um, If a female wants to dress as a male character, this is not something we make fun of. This is not something we pick on. This is the time to... This is the one night where... Some people get to express themselves, yes. That they get to be whatever they want to be. This is our one night to transform ourselves into something we normally can't or shouldn't in, you know, society's mind, parents' mind. Something that we can't or shouldn't be. 
And the one night we all get to celebrate it together and let our freak flag fly. Yes. <laughs> you know, or be that person that you want to be. So if you have someone in your life that wants to take that, you know, step, celebrate it with them. You know, it is not a Totes. teasing moment. It is a celebration moment. And that's just my emotional maturity two cents for the episode. Well, there you go. For that rant. So, after costumes, the last thing I have, <laughs> some of the lesser known rituals, and I thought these were great. Uh, you were, One of them reminded me of, uh, you talked about Harry Potter a minute ago. Mm-hmm. One of them reminded me of the mirror that they you can go in and see those you love or those you lost, something like that, uh, in uh-huh. the room of requirement, that yes. mirror. Uh-huh. I can't think of it at the moment, but I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, so some of these are obsolete. Uh, some of these are focused on the future instead of like dressing up and all this stuff and uh, the ancestors looking at the past. But some of these rituals, many have to do with helping young women identify their future husbands and reassuring them that they would someday, with luck, by next Halloween, be married. Oh, jeesh. Halloween. So all you single ladies, listen up. Oh, this my is, goodness. Listen to Bear help you. You don't need no man. Some matchmaking. I got the last good one. I'm sorry. I hate to tell you, but I really feel like that half the time. You can find a wonderful woman out there as well. There's Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Find you a nice lady. <laughs> Almost single ladies. In 18th, 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook might bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping <laughs> it would bring true love to the diner who found it. Oh, my goodness. So if you're eating your mashed taters and you find a ring, there it is. Right. If you don't want to get married, just swallow it. Spit it out. It wasn't mine. It was somebody else's. <laughs> it was Patricia's. Uh, in Scotland, fortune tellers recommended that an eligible young woman name a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then toss the nuts in a fireplace. The nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding, the story went, represented the girl's future husband. Really? Someone mm-hmm. who turns to ash? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the ones that pop. How many people have that many suitors? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't either. Probably some of our listeners. Maybe. All the ladies love them. Uh, in some versions, the opposite was true. The nut that burned away symbolized a love that would not last. Yeah, that's to me, that would be more indicative of right? that. Because even in spell work, you do things that are the nature of the item. Mm-hmm. You know. Another ritual I, I found was if a young woman ate a sugary, sugary concoction made out of walnuts... Hazelnuts and nutmeg before bed on Halloween night, she would dream about her future husband. Shut up. Which... No, because that is actually a thing. When you are working on your mediumship and clairvoyance, mm-hmm. adding or sipping cinnamon water, which is cinnamon tea, um, mm-hmm. will help you retain dreams and have a clear scry or clairvoyant moment, which is also why cinnamon is the spice of this season. Spice of life. It's the spice of life. I, when I was reading that, I was like, ooh, you like that, herb mm-hmm. lady. Yeah, no, cinnamon's amazing. Cinnamon is super moon, feminine, fire energy, super goddess. Cin- cinnamon's feminine? Yes. That's a mouthful, jeez. It's all cinnamon about sexual energy, protection. Oh, yeah, it's spicy. Yes. They use it for fertility. Higher, It raises your vibrations. It is a high vibration spice. It is spicy. Hmm. <laughs> good for a lot of things but it's funny that you mentioned that because yes cinnamon tea mm-hmm. is good and if you're going to do a Samhain ritual and there's someone that you do want to speak with or if you think that feel like there's someone who wants to speak with you a little cinnamon tea before your ritual will help aid in that nice yeah look at that cinnamon is good for prosperity no uh you use it in homes it, yeah no it's prosperity passion it's a yes it's high energy whatever it is it's abundance and flame and passion and fire and yeah a good ritual along with cleansing your home mm-hmm. is to open the door and blow some cinnamon in the front door yes and specifically male libido is 
is raised with cinnamon. And that's why there's always cinnamon brooms this time of year. That's a very, very old tradition. I've seen those in some customers' homes. Yes, well, even ones that aren't pagan or witchy. Well, no, because it's just it's like, and that's another thing. We couldn't have a jack o' lantern in the house, but we could have a cinnamon broom. And the cinnamon broom is very, very pagan in origin, Mm -hmm. and used to sweep out the negative energies. And then, of course, the cinnamon is left in the home just because it is your catch-all fall. You know, it's the scent of the season, and there's a reason people almost crave it this time of year. We eat it in our food, and we smell it in our candles and incense. And what? No, no, oh, it's just cute. I don't know why you're smiling at me. I would say uh, cinnamon. I I had a joke about cinnamon. Cinnamon. I'm surprised Simonin. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I knew I was gonna do it sooner or later. I'd... But also use it with your in your moon rituals. Like you can use it with moon rituals. It like it's almost like rocket powers things ahead. Ooh, like rocket power. Yes, it's fire and passion and intention and rocket man. Um, I can't think of a good word. <laughs> like it's, again, it's just a very high vibration spe- spice scent. Nice cinnamon chai tea latte. Cinnamon and chai tea. Well, no, chai is different, but chai is also spicy. And it's actually the thing with cinnamon that is really popular right now. I know I keep interrupting you, but my brain keeps interrupting me. So <laughs> it's fine. antimicrobial, antibacterial. It has cancer fighting properties. Like that's why people <laughs> people take it in capsule form. I used to mm-hmm. take it in capsule form. Oh. And I took it one time mm-hmm. and it didn't quite go down. And I had a delicate little burp. And I burped a cloud of cinnamon. And it was in my tears, and it was running out Came of my out nose. nose. It? Yeah, yeah, it was even in my tear ducts. Like it was in my full sinus face. <laughs> it was. I had the worst day of my entire life. I'd blow my nose, and it'd be full of cinnamon. Like it was just. It was the worst day ever. Like I still. It was been three years ago. I still remember it. So yeah, be careful if you're going to take cinnamon supplements. That would be a lot of burning in your nasal oh, cavity. It was. It was insane. Um, anyway, I don't have anything. So how do they differentiate between, you said uh, cinnamon obviously can be used for prosperity and abundance, but also for fertility because it's, it's Pros- spicy. Prosperity, prosperity and abundance of your womb. Yes. But how do you differentiate? So I want prosperity and money. So I drink a lot of cinnamon and then prosperity of the womb. That's when you're very careful with your <laughs> intentions and you set your intentions audibly and with your spirit guides. Like that, That's not where we're at, not but a, I'm saying for the listeners. It's not <laughs> They're like, I listened to Baron Raven tell me, eat a lot of cinnamon if I want some money. And then we got pregnant. It costs more money. No, yeah. Again, you have to set your intentions. Duh. And use protection. You know, like, just use common sense. But yes. So... Um, so there you go. Uh, another one, young women, young women wow. would toss well, well, well. apple peels over their shoulders, hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of a future husband's initials. That one I've heard before, too. I believe your sisters tried that one year. What? Yes. It was before the oldest one was married. No way. And the youngest one was already married, and she was seeing if it came up as her already husband's initial. Yeah, it was a thing. Did I? This is the first time I hear about. We this. were peeling apples for your mom to bake pies, and we had one of those old timey things where you grind. Yeah, yeah you wind it, and it just she uncoils. Loved Chef, yeah. Yes, you uncoil the core, and yeah. yeah, they would throw them over their shoulder. What? Mm-hmm. See, all these things the family does that are witchy, and they swear that they're they, not. Well, they didn't know. Obviously, they were just being silly. Yeah, but how do you not know and you still do that kind of thing? Well, people pick a daisy and say, "He loves me. He loves me not." They don't realize that a daisy is literally a tool of divination. That's what I mean. Like so many things that we do, these people like, "Ooh, witches are evil." Uh. Well, and even blowing out a candle after you make your wish, mm-hmm. you know, during a song where other people chant the same thing together in honor of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's part that's part of the magic, you know. And yes, you manifest what you want in your mind and blow it out. I'm not on board with the lizard king thing. Lizard? I didn't say lizard, (laughs) I said wizard. I'm not on board with lizard king either. (sighs) Um so the apple peel tossing, evidently that my sisters did, young witches. 
You could also uh, appear at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water uh, or stand in front of a mirror in darkened rooms holding candles and look over your shoulders for their husband's faces. Now, as we've said in an earlier episode, sometimes you don't always want to stare in a mirror, especially when you're on certain um, naturally grown items <laughs> and peer into, unless you're trying to scry, but you could do that to help find your future husband. And then uh, some of the rituals are more competitive at these Halloween parties. The first guest to find a burr on a chestnut hunt would be the first to marry. At others, who the first hunts chestnuts. Uh, people who before internet. Oh, I guess. <laughs> Pe- now, people now would be using the internet to Google what the hell is a chestnut. <laughs> right. What are these people talking about? They're probably doing listening. Like, wait, what is a chestnut? Well, it's I funny because it. I was literally talking to one of my friends about the persimmon seeds right now. Because if you, it's the time of year where you the persimmons are ripe. Why do you keep looking at that? Is there a problem? No. Okay. If you crack open a persimmon seed and the seed is shaped like a spoon, then you're going to have lots of winter and snow. And if it's shaped like a fork, then you're going to have an extended summer and not a heavy, moisture winter. But Mm. this year, all of the persimmon seeds are shaped like a spoon. Farmer's Almanac uses it. I've even seen a few news networks post about the persimmon seed. And, of course, I learned from my dad um, but I was telling somebody casually, I was like, well, the persimmon, oh, a friend of ours who drives uh, snow trucks. And I said, um, <clears throat> well, you should be busy this winter because, you know, the persimmon seeds are spooned. And they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's just those crazy things that I, I hear these things that you say and I'm like, that's bizarre. The but then I know like other the things. they would interpret that as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ears. I know. I think they take half of what I say with a grain of salt. Most people <laughs> think I'm crazy and it's fine. I, they're not wrong. Um, we talked about, we talked about Apple. I talked about Apple bobbing earlier. Um, they turned that into a, a matchmaking ritual. Um, the first successful Apple bobber would be the first one down the aisle. <laughs> so there was another reason to do Apple bobbing. See, well, and that was another thing because you, your sisters also weren't allowed to sing at the table because they'd be an old maid. Oh yeah. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because one of them was whistling one time and your whole family said something about they were going to be an old maid. She's like, I wasn't singing. I was only whistling. And they were like, counts. You're making music at the table. Hmm. That's, yeah. It, it's funny now remembering well, but that But you stuff. have to think your history is very similar to my history. And farmers, you know, were pagan. You know, they followed the seasons. They knew to follow oh, yeah. the seasons and pay honor to, you know, whatever controlled their crops. We still have acres in the middle of bfe arkansas that mm-hmm. are family land that i'm sure i stand to inherit after my father passes and it's a long way and in, in the middle of nowhere beautiful land i would love to live in the middle of nowhere he wants a log cabin on that land and of course all the superstitions uh, the black cats and uh, avoiding breaking mirrors and especially all the bad luck that comes with that the superstitions this time of year but we'll save that for another day but i i I love watching that kind of watching i love reading that kind of uh, lore and finding out how far back it goes and what we've turned it into now and where it started oh yeah no because again from when i was raised you know the satanists are the ones who came up with all of the bad things. And then once history became a thing and, you know, we started branching outside of the church and finding out that things had pagan origins, that's when we started cutting them out, you know, and that's when Halloween was absolutely not okay to celebrate. And even Christmas became a pagan holiday where we weren't sure if you should even have a tree because you were just doing what the pagans did and so forth and so on. So. I had to pause and check for uh, technical difficulties. You're a technical difficulty. Speaking of, I, it's taco night. Taco Monday. I need to go make tacos. I was like, wait, Tuesday? No, Monday. I can't make them on Tuesdays anymore because we have football. Football, one last night. I know. And the then junior high be went. a high schooler. He's going for the championship game tomorrow night. Woohoo. Yep. They I'm so will, excited. They will win. I have no doubt. Oh, absolutely. My kid's in it. He's going to win. Yeah, he can't not win. He's um, a winner, and that's what winners do. But, guys, that's some uh, 
some of the traditions that we still do. We, I say we as Americans, still do, but never really think about those origins or where they come from. So, yeah, Stingy Jack, one of my favorite lore uh, for a holiday. And then... I look most forward to Halloween evening rituals. Yeah. Anything you... Hearing from ancestors, talk to my mom a little more, like all of those things. Great time for ancestors, yep. Mm -hmm. Great time for manifesting. Again, everything we talked about last week with Scorpio... It's funny that yeah, Halloween takes on that You can use this as your New Year's resolution time. You know, mm-hmm. like, again, if you want to do this as your witch's New Year's, that's a perfect time to do it because we usually do need a project to get us through January because January yeah. is such a difficult month, you know. This was the last holiday before, last big harvest before uh, everybody batting down the hatches, hatches for wow, winter. Wow, that was hatches. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that dialect come from I your face. I would have edited that out until you... <laughs> <laughs> no, the people need to hear that. Batten, batten down the hatches. Batten down the hatches. <laughs> You've been I, married to me for too long. It's official. I have to go back to my professor voice. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the professor voice. It makes me sleepy. <laughs> not the uh, southwestern dialect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Tacos. Um, is that it for your stuff? That is all. I didn't really have anything. I figured I knew enough from watching documentaries growing up, and I know all about little bits of things, and you had a lot of notes. <laughs> Always. Oh. Most time I don't cover everything I just try I to down. break from the droning bear's voice. Dro- bear Bear and his bear does not have a droning yes, voice. Bear Bear with his bear. We Bear Bears. Drones on. Um, Let's go. Listeners, if you have any special holiday rituals you like to do, uh, post them in the group, send us an email, and tell us what you like to do in your holidays. Oh, yeah, I'll put my simmer pot recipe up there. You make some very pretty simmer pots, and you mm-hmm. usually post those. So, mm-hmm. other than that, guys, that's it for this week. Hope you have a happily, happy... Geez, a happily Halloweeny. Have a happy Halloweeny. <laughs> we were talking about spicy cinnamon. Oh, my goodness. Let's have go. Have a... Uh, Happy Halloween, happy Samhain, and uh, talk to your ancestors, and uh, appreciate this time with your family. Time to change. Yeah. you have any questions shit. for some rituals, hit us up. All right. Next time, we'll see you. Hasta luego. Bye.